Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following Justin Hahnemann, the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, a topic we never covered. I was just telling my guest, Sachi Singh, that um, we have never covered the food product that you're going to hear about today. It's seaweed. I know. I can't even wait. Like, I mean, ever. We have not covered this topic, and um, I can't wait to dive in. Get it? I know. I know. I'm a diver to dive in seaweed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't even wait. Sachi, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Hi, Justin. Um, so happy to be here, and it is such an honor to be your first seaweed enthusiast so thank you for having me <laughs> i can't even wait i mean that's that's not that sounds crazy but it's really cool uh sachi is the founder and ceo of a company called rootless a new whole health startup focused on bringing sustainably sourced seaweed into your daily life i mean i i can't even wait i've got a thousand questions but before we get to those questions sachi how about share a little bit about your background before launching the business two years ago Sounds great. Um, so I'm originally from India. I grew up in in Bangalore, and I moved to the states well over a decade ago to uh, to do my undergraduate degree. Um, and pretty early on in my career, I stumbled into the climate and ocean space. So um, I've spent about a decade of my professional life doing climate international climate solutions across think tank, philanthropy, academia. Um, I worked on forest policy in South Sudan. I did some work on um, a small island developing states, climate adaptation. So I've done kind of a little bit of everything. Um, I got my master's at Yale from 2015 through 2017. And during that time, I um, had the amazing opportunity to spend some time in the South Pacific. So I was based in Samoa. I was doing some climate adaptation research in um, Samoa and Fiji and Kiribati. And I actually saw my first seaweed farm in Kiribati. And uh, that was sort of what sparked this whole seaweed journey. Um, <laughs> I honestly was like, okay, this is it. You know, this right. is the thing that I want to spend the rest of my life working on. And, and that's how I started to, to build Ruthless. Well, first of all, what a cool experience. I mean, to be able to work in those different places before we get to the the company, like what kinds of things did you see and learn um, by being in those geographies? Um, oh, gosh, so much. Um, it's interesting because the small island developing states are at the forefront of the climate crisis. So they're getting hit the hardest. Sea levels are rising. Their homes are being, you know, displaced and they have contributed the least to the problem. Um, so it's a very interesting kind of shift where in the U.S., you know, or in the West, there's a question of like, is it going to affect me? Is climate change real? Is it happening in the South sure. Pacific and kind of a lot of the developing countries uh, that I've worked in? It's more of a question of what do we do now? You know, we don't have time to, to talk about mitigation and reducing emissions. We just have to figure out how to adapt. And it is truly um, a very interesting and complex mess of problems. Uh, but it also makes it the perfect science and laboratory to exp experiment with climate solutions in a way that um, is very unique. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, I'm sure that we could probably spend a whole podcast episode or like three <laughs> on on what you learned there and your experiences. Um, wow. Okay. So you, you're in that space. You go and you see a seaweed farm. What What is a seaweed farm? Let's talk about that. 
Um, it is the farm of the future, Justin. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't even wait. Uh, so it, it, <laughs> it, um, each farm is a little bit different, but um, the one that I saw in Kiribati was um, just kind of onshore, close to shore. Uh, farms with ropes and a little bit of seaweed growing. So the interesting thing about seaweed is that it's a regenerative crop and it, it's a zero input crop. So it doesn't require, unlike land plants, fresh water, fertilizer, pesticides, land. It literally just needs sunlight and ocean water to grow. So this is why, you know, I'm so bullish on seaweed. I think it's the future of food, future of farming. Um, it's it's amazing and it's great for us as it is for the planet. Wow. Interesting. Um Okay, it's one thing to see something like this and another to say, I'm going to go build a, a company around it. So what, what what were some of your thoughts early days and how did you decide to go do this? Yeah, great question. Um, so something about seaweed was sort of percolating in my mind. Um, I went down a pretty, uh, this was in 2016, I went down a pretty deep rabbit hole exploring the nutrition profile of seaweed and was just completely blown away. Um, see, and I've been eating seaweed, you know, as a snack. I eat those nori sheets and I eat sushi, I think, like like uh, a lot of people. <laughs> sure. But um, seaweed <laughs> <course>. is... <laughs> Um, but yeah, seaweed is one of the most nutrient dense and diverse foods on the planet. So each species of seaweed, saying the word seaweed is like saying the word plant, you know, each species has a slightly different nutrition profile. Um, but broadly we're talking high quality protein, soluble and insoluble dietary fiber, vitamins, minerals, bioactives, um, the regular consumption of which has actually been linked with reduced rates of metabolic syndrome disease in communities that are eating a little bit every day. So in Japan and Okinawa. And um, the thing I love is that seaweed is literally one of the world's oldest foods, and it's been used as food as medicine around the world for centuries. And the science wow. is about just about catching up. So there's some super fascinating research around um, the bioactives in seaweed having anti-inflammatory, anti-carcinogenic properties. So um, super exciting. And I think the, the TLDR is we all need to be eating a little bit more of it. Right. <laughs> I think some people just get hung up on the word sea or weed, you know what I mean? like um <laughs> you know it's crazy perception right um, it, has a, it has a marketing problem right? it's <laughs> so funny um okay so how did you get a business started around this and what were your first thoughts on product um so uh, so yeah i think i mean i also only just talked about the sea the kind of nutrition profile of seaweed on the flip side it's a zero input crop so to me it's like truly the first thing after spending a decade in the climate space that gave me a little bit of hope you know it's great for people's health it's great for planetary health it actually de-acidifies the ocean while it's growing it's providing standing structure for fish to come back it is providing access to reliable livelihoods to coastal communities that have been ravaged by climate change so and the warming water so Truly, for me, it's the first win-win-win thing I had come across. And I was like, okay, how do we get more people in the U.S. to eat seaweed? How do we get more people in the U.S. to grow seaweed sustainably, specifically? Um, so I quit my job in climate philanthropy in late 2020 uh, to, start to, to start to build Ruthless. And um, I think there were a couple of design principles for the product. One is I wanted people to eat it every day, which is a tall order for sure. <laughs> um, and right. No big deal. Um, but I also realized when I was doing my initial market research that seaweed is pretty polarizing as a foodstuff. You know, you either love it or hate it. There's no in between. And even if you love it, you're eating it as a as a snack, as those nori sheets or as sushi. Right. 
Um, so I was trying to figure out a way to kind of mainstream it in the American diet and get people to eat it every day and access all of those crazy health benefits, regardless of whether you like the taste of seaweed or not. So a lot of people don't like the texture, you know, it can be right. slimy. There's this oceanic fishy. Exactly. Exactly. I think your, your face, <laughs> We're uh, on video. Your face. Sorry. Nobody else can see. I just, <laughs> it's a little crazy. Um, it, yeah. It was a grimace. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, um, so everyday consumption, and then we wanted to create a product that everyone could enjoy. So, um, my brother and I, who my brothers, who's a little bit better in the kitchen than I am, we were just playing around and we created this little date almond seed and seaweed bite. Um, it's about 10 and a half grams. And the idea is that you'd eat one a day as you would a supplement, like a multivitamin, uh, you'd get that powerful hit of all that seaweedy goodness without necessarily having to have that fishy or oceanic aftertaste. Wow. Interesting. Um, and fascinating. Okay. So I love all of the, the thought around it and the strategy and the thinking and the research and the, 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 the big idea. How did you go about creating an actual product that people would consume? Great question. Um, so actually, to to the date when I started to work and when we did our first beta, it was about a year. So we moved very quickly. Right. Um, Takes, by the way, and, pause, everyone. She said very quickly, and it was a year. Okay, so it took mm-hmm. a year. Go ahead. <laughs> totally. A, a year. And I, I mean, I don't come from the space of CPG, you know, retail, food, startups. Uh, so I, my learning curve was super, super, super steep. So I relied pretty heavily on experts to kind of help me commercialize. Um, um, so we started with the scratch recipe. So I kind of knew, you know, what the pro- what the contours of the product look like. And we worked with a product developer to commercialize it. We did a bunch of testing on shelf life and nutrition. Um, uh, the nutrition, uh, we did extensive nutrition filing because um, unlike, I think, a lot of seaweed, CPG companies on the market, we're not positioning this as a snack, but more as a supplement, you know, as a whole food kind of multivitamin that you can eat every day. Um, so did extensive nutrition profiling. That was a big piece of investment. Um, I think, you know, you hit it on the head. Seaweed has a marketing problem. Right. So we invested. <laughs> even the name. I mean, who wants to eat something that's called seaweed or bladder rack or devil's apron? You know, I think we right. need to... <laughs> We need to change all of these names. That's my plug for the seaweed industry. Um, so um, worked pretty early on with um, brand. So we wanted to just put the power of brand and digital marketing behind making seaweed sexy and getting more people excited about it. Um, so, you know, over the over the year of 2021, I just worked a lot with experts on brand, marketing, um, product and supply chain to help me to help me commercialize. No, oh, that's great. Um, so you lean into others. What what so, and you took about a year. What was the state of the first product? We're about two years in now. So, like, what talk, describe it to our audience so they know what you've created and then what you're selling. Um, it's actually pretty similar to our original um, to our original idea. So, it's a little date almond seed and seaweed bite. Um, we're selling three flavors. So, we have a coconut chai, a double strawberry, and an orange pistachio. And we have one more on the way. Uh, it's about a few weeks away from launch. Um, and the idea is, is that you'd eat one a day. Just one bite has about 60% of your daily iodine requirements, 20% of your daily iron requirements, and over 40 vitamins, minerals, bioactives, prebiotic fiber for your gut um, uh, that, you know, kind of boost overall immunity, support thyroid and metabolism. Um, 
I think the the kind of physical appearance of the product <laughs> has changed a little bit. You know, as you can imagine, when you're when you're going from benchtop to commercialization, um, right. uh, we wanted to make the product aesthetically pleasing. So each bite is older and then some kind of coating. So the orange is coated in a pistachio. The coconut is coated in like a the chai is coconut is coated in a coconut. So um, you know, just wanted to create a product that was beautiful and that you could actually enjoy eating every day, as opposed to a pill or like a green powder which to me i'm like ugh is this what i have to put into my body you know we wanted to create like a goodness ritual around supplements totally. um so i think the original idea to now is pretty similar except it's prettier <laughs> <laughs> it's prettier okay so you make a product did did you, did you test it with some people did you get feedback did people go mm i mean like what was the what was the initial feedback um, I, I would say we're still testing. Uh, we're about eight months on the market. So we beta tested in November and then we launched to the Big Bad World in January of this year. So still testing. Sure. Um, you know, I think, again, your reaction was so uh, spot on because <laughs> it was seaweed question mark. You know, like, right. is this like some people can taste the seaweed, some people can't. Uh, I think it's mostly like a, it catches people by surprise. Sure. Um, I love which that. Is, which is fun. That's good though, it's right? It's a fun I mean, way to hook somebody totally yeah so okay how are you getting the product out right now how are you making i'd say commercial progress and then what are the next steps um so we're selling direct to consumer now um all you know online on on our website um we decided to do a lot of buildings so uh you know we're category building we're sort of at the nexus of, a, of food and supplements um we're trying to build a new daily habit fun times um we're also trying to market the health benefits of novel ingredients. So I think direct-to-consumer just allows us to do a lot of, you know, education and talk to the consumer about why seaweed, why daily, why this form factor, why whole food nutrition is better than nutrition you can get in pills and powders. Um, so um, our marketing channels are Instagram, you know, our emails, uh, partnerships, podcasts, um, really trying to tell the story. And um, it's been it's been pretty exciting so far. It is a, a first of its kind product. You know, there is nothing out there that's even remotely like this. So um, sure. uh, we're having a lot of fun telling our story. And um, I'm starting to get a lot of feedback from consumers about how the bites are actually impacting their health, which is super Ooh, exciting. That's um, interesting. So... Yeah, which is great. I mean, and that's the power of whole food, right? You don't have to, totally. it's not a, you know, it's not a pill or a powder or something that may not be digestible in your body. It's just food. Um, so we have feedback about how it's making a perceptible difference to their energy levels, um, how it's supporting thyroid specifically, because it's such a, the bites are such a potent source of iodine. Um it is also high in prebiotic fiber. So I talk to strangers about their poop a lot, which I never thought I would be doing. <laughs> that um, is interesting so, why do you talk to strangers about their poop because it's helping digestive systems you i know? see so, got it so see, got see it. it helps you go <laughs> it helps you go oh my god well that's interesting yep. right that was kind of an unexpected side effect Totally, totally. And I think the, the piece that's most validating for me is that, you know, once you're in, you're in, and then people want to share it with the world, you know, so we've created a little brand, not we've created, I think um, there are brand ambassadors that we have in our consumers. So they're telling their moms, they're telling their siblings, they're gifting the product a lot. So really relying on kind of word of mouth um, marketing to, to kind of tell our story. Wow. 
really really cool um so cool in your early days still uh you've had some lessons learned i'm sure as you as you have developed the brand talk to our audience and share with them maybe two or three things that you would say are lessons learned as an entrepreneur that they may want to learn from you Absolutely. Um, I will a uh, caveat saying that uh, I'm still I'm still learning. So <laughs> um, <That's okay. laughs> learning curve is still steep. Um, but I think very tactically, uh, I would highly recommend people ask stupid questions. Um, I think you know, even if you know the answer or you don't, regardless, um, I think asking stupid questions actually helps clarify a lot. Um, especially when you're working with contracts or records in a certain matter, and it certainly has helped me get out of a few tricky situations. So, ask the stupid question, even if even if you know uh, if you know the answer. So that's my first one. Um, my second one would be. Um, working to sort of reframe failure and rejection as a learning opportunity. Um, there is so much of it in this business. And I think if you can sort of internalize it and action the why, it'll just help you sleep better at night um, and be less emotionally taxing. Interesting. So I think that's I something that. that I'm certainly still working on. Right. Um, and then the th- um, I think the third one would be um, like learn to trust your gut. You know, um, I feel like your mind can sort of trick you into thinking you know something or you don't, but your body kind of knows. Right. And I'm trying to develop like a better line of communication with my gut to just trust it a little bit more. So I would I would highly recommend that for other um, entrepreneurs and founders. Thing. No, that's awesome. I love that. Um, great advice. And again, early days. So you're going to have to come back on uh, down the road and share with us as you've grown the seaweed business. Um I'm very excited for you. Share with the audience where they can find you, connect with you, website, um, buy a product, et cetera. Absolutely. Um, also, this was such a pleasure. I'm, I can't wait to do this <laughs> again soon. Totally. Um, so, <laughs> By the way, I get to um, see it. By the, for you. those we listening, have... hold on. For those listening, I got I could see the product. It's really cool. She um, shared that with me. And it's amazing packaging. Like It looks really, really cool. So you guys got to check it out. But now, share where they can find you and, and buy product. Chic seaweed, if you will. <laughs> um, so, so you can find us at uh, online. Uh, we're selling at uh, www.getrootless.com. Um, Instagram, um, get, get.rootless.com. Uh, sorry, Instagram is get, get.rootless. And um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, I spend a lot of time actually talking to customers. So I have a, I block out my Thursdays to talk to customers and get feedback on their rootless experience. Oh, so happy to chat. That's whenever. cool. I love that. You got to block time or else you won't make it, you know. Um, totally. Very, very cool. Excited for you and Rootless. Uh, Sachi Singh, so great to have you on. We'll have you back on down the road. Uh, thanks for bringing the story of seaweed to us and um, looking forward to seeing your success. Thank you, Justin. This was such a treat. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.